Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the Short News Podcast. I'm Alex Mador. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so sorry that I'm late. I really, really messed that up. I've been busy. I know that's kind of impossible with everything, but no, I've been editing this interview. I just want to make it sound perfect. I, it's not stereo as of right now, but I'm trying to make it stereo. So that's, that's my issue there. Um, really not much to update you guys on news-wise. Um, I, I honestly can't think of anything. We have a really cool interview, though. And I got banned from my town's Facebook page because I made a post on there that was exposing all of the racism in Ridgefield, Connecticut, and they took it down and banned me. The dude who's in charge of the page, John Fry, he's a state representative, and, you know, the article had some, or blog post had some choice things to say about him, and, you know, if he wants to silence people, then I'm gonna make his life hell. Like Killer Mike said, bully your politicians. You can't just let them like, silence your voice when you have an opinion, when you know there's an injustice happening, and they just choose to delete you, it's fucked. It's absolutely fucked, and I'm not standing for that. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but John Fry, if you're listening to this, and I know you're checking out the site now that I've fucking used your name, you have warranted the wrath of this podcast. I'm going to make ads against you, protesting you. I'm going to make it my lifelong thing, making your life a living hell, John. Until you stop silencing my voice, put me back on the goddamn page. Like, how stupid can you be? That, oh, you can't accept criticism as a politician, so you just delete the person from the whole town page. Like, there's no, there's no reason to do that. Absolutely none. Other than he felt offended. And, dude, you're a public fucking figure. People say shit about me all the time. They think I'm, like, some part of some liberal conspiracy. They say, I don't know my ass from my dick. I don't know anything. I'm stupid. The show is stupid. I, I've heard it all. I've heard it all. People said they want the cops to kill me. Like, I does it phase me? Not as much anymore. But obviously, John Fry, this has upset you to the point where you had to delete me from the page. So, John Fry, get ready for your life to be a living hell. You're not allowed to do that as a politician. You're supposed to be able to hear everybody. Last I checked, and I know this is the most Republican thing I've ever said. Last I checked, I woke up in a free country. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Honestly. What a piece of shit. As a politician, you're supposed to be able to take criticism. 
Was it because I called him a malleable piece of piece of putty? That may have been the issue there. Fuck that guy, really. He is a malleable piece of putty. The whole town page is just whiteness. People complaining about their their gardens and deer. And these there there are real problems going on. The second somebody brings up Hey, here, here are some educational things to help you, you know, white people learn about the Black Lives Matter movement. And then it posted by, like, one of the only black girls in the whole town. And, and they delete it and kick her off. So what, what is that telling you? That, that the people in Ridgefield, specifically John Fry, doesn't want to face the shortcomings of the town. The racial shortcomings, the lack of diversity, the lack of tolerance of people of different colors than you. I think it's ridiculous, and growing up in that town, there are nothing, nothing but problems with race. And if you go look at the www.shortnewspod.com, go to the short blog. It's not really a short blog post, but I do like document a lot of experiences I've had with racism. We don't have to go into it here, but it it's very alive and well, racism, especially, not especially, but in, in Ridgefield, Connecticut, and they don't want to accept that it's still a thing, and it angers me so much. It's like, how are you not, how are you so in your own little bubble that you're not willing to see, hey, like, we could be doing better at this? I don't know what that is. Someone please educate me on that. Because it's pissing me off. Anyways, if this sounds different, it's because I'm I'm recording it from my Zoom H4N Pro handy recorder. Yeah, I got a handheld. So now I don't have to plug in the USB mic. I'm just a lazy son of a bitch now. Now? Now? What's uh what's going on? Should we go into the uh the interview and then I'll come back and do some uh some relationship advice and some other stuff? Yeah, so my first ever guest on the show. We had a guest before, um my friend Will, but he uh We talked about some controversial, well, not controversial, we talked about drugs, and I, he also, like, said, kind of doxed me by accident. I didn't, I didn't, uh, want that out there. So, that, uh, that's, this is why this is our first guest, a great man by the name of DeAndre Wilson, for the Keep Rolling campaign, which I'll have him explain it. Um, so let's go into that interview now. All right, here we go. Um, welcome to the Short News Podcast. Oh, that is so weird. There's a slight delay. But, um, today we have a very special guest coming to us from the Keep Rolling campaign, DeAndre Wilson. How you doing? Man, I'm well. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Well, I'm doing good, okay. Good. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Happy that's Friday. Good. Okay. Happy Friday as well. You know, we have those days where we're just like, we're okay, we're posting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, uh, I, I just, I just want to like. Are you recording, thank- by the way? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. I just want to thank you so much for coming here. First guest ever. I, I don't know, like anything about having a podcast guest like i i started this show maybe okay what was it september or no december and it's just so much fun to do so let's let's just get into it tell uh tell our audience about yourself definitely um i was gonna say thank you for allowing me to be on your show of course and helping me yeah, and helping me further my podcast tour. Um, a lot of good opportunities has come from my podcast tour thus far. 
Um, and so just again, thanks, man, for just being open to the idea because a lot of podcasters aren't. So of thanks course. for being a creative and thanks for, you know, trying new things. That, that goes a long way. I like, I like um, about podcasting, like meeting new people. And yeah. I feel like I haven't been able to do enough of that, especially when we're all inside. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's hard to network, but um, this is this is so cool. I've never done this before with this setup, but um, yeah. So let's let's talk about your um, your keep rolling campaign. Yeah, we can get into that. Um, man, I tell you, it's the keep rolling campaign. Um, it's evolving every single day. There's something new. I'm learning something new each day about having uh, my second business. Um, I'm learning so much about myself going forward with this campaign. Um, I'm a firm believer of baby steps, so I've been kind of grooming the business to get it where it's at today for quite some time. It's kind of taking my time um, because this thing uh, could be huge if done done right. Absolutely. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes that's keeping me up. Keeping me tired, but you know that's yeah. that's being an entrepreneur. That that's getting after. That's staying with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, and I'm just blessed to to be here today. You know, come thus far with the Keep Rolling campaign. Yeah. So so for your listeners, I'm in Evansville, uh, Indiana, which is um, right next to. If you, if you look at the state of Indiana on a map, Evansville is all is at the very bottom. Okay. Really close to Kentucky. Okay. So that that's that's where I'm at. Um, the Keep Rolling campaign itself, I mean, in just a year's time, it's become this community recognizable, celebrated thing. It's a thing now. It's actually appreciated, you know, to see me go down the street with a tire. Yeah. It says cancer sucks on both sides <laughs> to get everyone rallied behind my initiative um, and just to share that love and support yeah. is inspiring just for me because I, I do. I, I need it. I need it, um, especially what's going on in the world currently. Um, all the support and all the love is, is definitely needed. It's, uh, it's keeping me going, though. It is, you know, the, the, it is therapeutic because the tire has this constant sound that it's making. Mm. So I can kind of like, like kind of like zone out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That, I have my headphones in as well, so that helps. That's really cool, the tire sound. That reminds me of, um, what are they called, singing bowls? Have you ever seen those? Mm. Um, like Tibetan singing bowls. You just like, like spin them around for a while and... It makes yeah. like a consistent sound. So I, I totally get that. Like mm-hmm. when you get in the zone and it's, it's very yes. calming. It is. It is. You, and you do have to get in the zone with this because I mean, the tire weighs 230 pounds. Holy I'm rolling it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm rolling it for miles at a time. And so, you know, finding that, that space and being able to concentrate um, and then kind of tapping into like the mental toughness of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I need the headphones. I need to, uh, find the kind of, like kind of zone out, but yet still concentrating because like, you know, I don't want to lose control. I don't want to damage a car, damage something. So, um, you know, all that is kind of goes into play when I'm out on one of my daily roller. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just amazed. How many pounds? Two hundred and yeah. So when I started this whole thing, I weighed two forty. Two forty. Okay. Holy, like I I can't imagine. Like I I weigh maybe a hundred twenty pounds. So mm-hmm. two forty to me. That's I'm. I don't think I'll ever be able to do that. So. That that's amazing, man. That is so cool, and just the the cause on its own. Like it was very touching to to read your story, and you know, as somebody who has family members who have um, passed away from cancer, fought cancer. Um, I guess I guess it's genetic. Um, it it's really good to see somebody doing something different to raise awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
you know, that's the whole point with, the, you know, the Keep Rolling campaign. I have three core objectives, cancer awareness, fitness, and community conversation. And so with the cancer awareness piece, um, I dedicate a month to a different nonprofit. Nice. And I will dedicate 40, 50, 60 miles to that nonprofit, and people can donate um, to me, and I will raise funds for that nonprofit. That, that's awesome. Like, Thanks. Going, going out there and, and doing something, I think that's something that I've been talking about on this show, like, not just with um, causes like this, but politically, people don't, um, people feel like they, they can't make a difference on their own. But if you mm-hmm. really just put yourself out there and and just do whatever it is that you're passionate about, like you're gonna yes. definitely see positive results. Absolutely, and I agree with that. I mean, something as simple as planting a garden, yeah, or or, or cutting you know your your elderly neighbor's grass. I mean, exactly. it doesn't take a lot. It, it doesn't take a lot, but it does take consistency. Yes. Which could be a lot, I guess. I guess if you think about it, it could be a lot, but yeah. um, it starts to be inconsistent. You can make an impact. All right. Yeah, that exactly. Exactly. And I think I think a lot more people need to need to know that in this time, especially it's I keep saying this it's such a like a dark time in society. And mm-hmm. we like we as people like we need rays of hope like yes, what you're doing yes we do yes and, and i that, agree with that yeah absolutely and i yeah i want to see more people doing stuff like that because i remember growing up we did um in high school and middle school we did a relay for life which mm-hmm. that's just one like one night and you walk around the track that's like and and I don't know. I just it raises a lot of money and I think that's great, but like I what you're doing is like super different than than that. Like it's the same concept of like exerting a certain amount of energy, but you're exerting so much energy. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. you do this daily? Yeah, so I'll I'll uh this week I haven't. I've been in the gym a lot, training. Okay. Um, I, I work at a gym as well, so nice. that's one of the, the benefits is being able to work out. Yeah. Um, but starting Monday, um, I will go into training to get ready for my first campaign, which will be July first. That I'm going to dedicate the entire month of July to a nonprofit, and so I kind of get into the routine of going maybe probably Monday. I'll probably go six miles. Something like Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, probably eight miles, work up to it. That way for the entire month of July, I'm ready to go. And I'll probably dedicate 40 miles to that whole month of July. Oh, that's, that's so impressive. Like, I, I'm just, wow. But it, it also, like, it burns to think about, but you're getting a really good workout. Absolutely. It's a, it's a full body workout. Um, and, and I don't make, when I want to make it sound easy, you know, when I first started this, it was just to work out. It wasn't yeah. the keep rolling campaign. It was, I just wanted to own my health. Yeah. Um, once I built muscle and confidence and started to lose weight, I took the tire out and then it blew up to, to become what it is today. Um, but I tell you, it was it was rough at first, you know, dropping it uh, on yeah. myself, oh. dropping it. Period. Growing up, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't easy getting to where I'm at today. Yeah, yeah, d- definitely. I mean, that takes a lot, a lot of practice, like like anything. But I wow, I I can't get over that. Let me let me just take a look at what we can uh, talk about here. Um, Okay, so I'm just looking through the questions that you sent. So what um so what are the what's your um don't worry, I'm gonna edit this a little bit. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. What what is your story? Like what what do you feel comfortable telling 
telling people. Oh, I mean, we can really get into the whole the whole story, and I want to give I want to give people a lot of a lot of background, some yeah. more context. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, the whole thing, the whole birth of the Keep Rolling campaign before it was even the Keep Rolling campaign. You know, my father, you know, he was battling stage four um, liver cancer and colon cancer. Yeah. Now he was able to beat the colon cancer, which was cool. Yeah. Um, but the liver was just so far gone. So after chemo, while having both cancers for a period of time, he would get up and roll the tire for wherever, six miles, 10 miles, wherever he would just go. Even after he beat the colon cancer, he still kept going. He kept rolling. Wow. And, and so at that point, it's like, you know, what excuse do any of us have yeah. not to own our health? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he was deteriorating from the inside. So now I hold people accountable. I challenge people. You know, I say, what excuses do you have not to have um, a basic gym membership, just something very basic and owning your health? Or if you can't afford a gym, a gym membership, which is fine, what's stopping you from walking around your neighborhood? Yeah, every single exactly. day, two, three hours, and just go on a walk. It's like, so, yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. gonna say it's such a profound um, statement because, like, like you were saying, um, your your father he he could do it, like in his condition. So mm -hmm. all all of us that are fortunate enough to um, to have our health, um, why yeah. why are we not? taking care of ourselves the, the same way mm -hmm. we should appreciate what we have and nurture it exactly it's, yeah before it's too late before it's then, too late yeah and then you're frustrated um because your doctor is now forcing you to work out yeah versus find something now where it's just simply walking around the park your neighborhood um rollerblading biking yeah. swimming there's a number of things we could be doing that's why i always say there's no excuses at this point of course we'll make them sure but there's really none exactly like i i i mean i i'm even thinking about i need to start working out that like i oh like in this this whole pandemic all we've been doing um i live with my fiance and we <laughs> just like we've been working from home and just have not moved very much. Yeah. But yeah. But now you know things are opening up a little bit. I I, mm -hmm. I don't really have any excuses. I I should be going out there and like at least just going for a jog. Going for a jog. Go yeah. For a walk. Um. Definitely. I think. What do they say? Like thirty minutes of exercise a day at least, or an hour? At least, yeah. At least thirty, okay. 30, 30 minutes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I gotta start doing that. Yeah, and 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 and, I, and I'm a firm believer of baby steps. So, yeah. you say jog if you're comfortable with jogging, by all means jog, but just walk. Yeah, that's true. That's true, and it's it's a beautiful beautiful day out. Anyways, it is. But, it really is. Yeah. Definitely, but oh yeah, I have I have no excuse now. I have no excuse. But that I am, I'm so impressed. Like, still two two hundred forty two two forty pounds. Yeah, I lost. I lost that. Oh, you lost. Oh, you lost two hundred four. Wow, dude. I, so so I, I started this at, at two forty. Okay, and. I lost the 40 pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, I was so confused. I thought the tire was 240 pounds. The tire is 230 pounds. 230 pounds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I'm I'm still stuck on that. Like, I I don't think I could even, like, get get that to move a, a foot. I couldn't either, but I was consistent. That's amazing. 
it I, I was so frustrated because I was like my dad was dying and move this thing for miles why can't i do it what is the physics behind this and that's motivating um, right yeah, yeah yeah and the and the physics behind it is is to push it keep it balanced and the harder you push it the faster you have to walk to keep up with it to keep it upright okay that's kind of like uh like riding a bike in a way yeah like, yeah. yeah a very very heavy bike that you push. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy. People think that it's harder to flip it. It's actually harder to keep it going because you have to keep it balanced. Oh, yeah. And if it if it starts wobbling or turning a certain way, then... That's more muscle and energy exerted to get it back on track. You can flip it and you're done with it because you're only flipping half the weight. You're, okay. It's not like you're picking the tire completely off the ground to flip it you're raising it up while there's still half the, the a portion of the tire is still on the ground right so at that point if you're only flipping 115 pounds which is a lot it yeah. is yeah but to keep it the full 230 pounds upright and moving balance so hard oh man and and is it hard to um steer it was. it was okay yeah the whole time i was trying to figure out just how to move this thing it was difficult like i say it would fall uh on me or on over the other way on the ground ow but you know now it's a now i got it now i can drive this thing that's i i am i am i'm amazed I'm I'm very impressed. I truly am. And sorry, my messages. I'm just looking through these questions again. And yeah, no okay. problem. So, um, what? Uh, I guess what is uh, the the hardest part of the whole experience? Then there's a few. I would have to say, um, so one of the core objectives for the Keep Rolling campaign is community conversation. And this is one of the hardest, but one of the most rewarding and fun experiences as well. But the reason why it's hard is because when I roll through neighborhoods and people are coming off their porch and they're helping me to roll the tire or to flip the tire, um, they are telling me some pretty deep um, situations they're going through. Wow. And at first, I didn't know how to really deal with those. It's awkward. I'm like, why is this stranger telling me their personal business? You know, this is, I didn't really want that to happen. But um, I guess through trust and they see my dedication and what I'm doing, they become more open. And so that is hard to uh, be in that moment and, and to just listen. Um, I try not to judge. I try not to offer any solution because I'm a firm believer if you just say it out loud, talk about it, yeah. you'll probably just find the answer yourself. I, I definitely, yeah, definitely. That's like an introspective but kind of external introspection. I, I I don't know how to word it, but but yeah, usually you can talk talk through something. Yeah. And just getting yeah. getting what it is like out somewhere. Absolutely. And I mean, I have offered some solutions to some local nonprofits that help with certain things if the person brings it up. Okay. Um, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm pushing this on a, a, an individual, but I just figure if you vent, and it has happened, people have vented, and they get to the solution. They, they have fixed it themselves. And wow. I have gone yeah. back through the neighborhood and seen um, some changing. Awesome. Wow. That's, um, so, let me, again, let me just, uh, let me take a look here. 
Um, I guess uh, another question I could ask is um, what um, what what else would you like uh, the listeners of this show to know? Well, there's a few things. So okay. the first is I have a documentary coming out. Okay. And I'm telling my story, my dad's story, uh, getting some community input. Um, it's going to be a great time. I also want to tell people, if you're thinking about making a documentary, please think again, because it is stressful. It's fun, <laughs> but it's stressful. Yeah. You have to account for every. Thing and things pop up and you have to get so much so it's a lot of footage i love it it is a lot we we probably have oh 50 hours of, I, I, I would say maybe 20 to 30 hours of footage wow and we're going to edit all of that down to 45 wow and we're still getting more footage as we go that I I definitely look forward to seeing that. Make sure you yes. send that over because I want to be one of the first to see it. Absolutely. I have a teaser dropping next week. Next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Documentaries are, are the, the, like the new thing. You know what I yes. mean? Like on, on Netflix, every... It seems like there's a documentary for everything, and and I love it. I I love yes. it. Like there's no reason to complain because uh, it's just just learning about like something, whether it be educational or mm-hmm. a cause. Um, like in in your case, like a specific cause or like a a what was the one that I saw? Oh, I mean, or something like Tiger King. With yeah, the, or just. And you you learn so much about society as a whole, mm-hmm. and that's always really cool. So I I can't wait for that to to see that documentary. Thanks. I can't wait to it's out and I'm officially done making the thing. Because man, it's wearing a GoPro. It's getting this footage. It's coordinating. Yeah. I'm ready for it to be done so I can move on and pick up something else or do something else for the Keep Rolling campaign. Um, this just takes a majority of my time. Yeah. But uh, the next thing I want to share with the, with the listeners is, is never say never. Uh, I remember when my dad was rolling the tire, people would say, hey, DeAndre, are you going to do it too? Are you going to roll the tire? And are you going to get one? And I would say, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. It's too heavy. It, it looks really hard. I'm not doing that. And look where we're at today. A whole document. Hours and hours of footage. Yeah. And so Roll many miles. So, so many, many miles. miles. And here we are today. So I, I, I want to say never say never. That, that is the quote of the day for your listeners. Absolutely. And that's like a, I think that's a great thing to, or a great motto to live by. Um, And, and just cause, cause, um, yeah, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Like no, nobody, nobody knows exactly like where they're going to be in, in 10 years or like there have been things like what it, what I'm trying to think of something. I I said I would I would never watch anime, and then mm-hmm. I started watching anime with my brother, and I was like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. But it was it was yeah. like like years down the line, and I was like, I I remember myself saying I'm never gonna watch this, and now here I am, like, wow, this is this is interesting. I agree with you 100. percent My brothers watch anime, and I started watching One Punch Man. One Punch Man, yeah. And I'm hooked. Yeah, I like um, JoJo's. I I have to watch. I have to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, it's a that's a that's a good one. But uh, wow, I yeah, never say never, people. To all the all the short news listeners out there, whatever it is that you are passionate about 
and you want to change the world with it, just do it. Just go out Absolutely. and do it. Absolutely. And I, and I mean, and, and, and the thing about it is you can't have the good without the bad. It, it has to come. Uh, so yeah. when I'm out rolling, yeah. So like when I'm out rolling the tire or if one of the listeners decides to plant a garden or sell T-shirts or I don't know, whatever it is, understand that you're doing good. But the bad has to come, so prepare for it. And I have stories about that where people have said it's stupid, it doesn't make any sense, um, I look funny, um, I've, been, I've been stopped by the police. Jesus. So, I mean, yeah, you, you're going to have the bad. It comes yeah. with it. Um, what by experience? Um, Let's see. I get hit on a lot. Now, some people may argue, well, that's not so bad, but it does get annoying. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Um, let's see. So that's kind of good and bad, depending on how you look at it or what's being said. Yeah. Um, anytime that um, somebody becomes like a public figure in any way, um, there's going to be people that are just mean. I I get yes. that a lot when when I put up an, an episode I I get tweets from Trump supporters that are like you're a piece of shit and it's like okay like that's your opinion but like I'm just Correct. gonna I'm just gonna keep doing me because like, absolutely yeah because if you keep doing yeah, you yeah if you let them get to you then mm-hmm. then you lose the fight and yes. It doesn't even need to be a fight if you just let it be. Just ignore them. There, like hate, hate is such. I don't know, like haters, especially on the internet. If you just don't respond to them, or if you just hit them with a like, okay, it doesn't really go anywhere. They can't, like they, yeah, yeah, they don't have fuel anymore. Kill them with kindness every time. Yeah, definitely. Like, I had someone tell me I didn't know, like, my ass from my nose because of the news I was talking about. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right, honestly. And they didn't have, like, anything to say after that. It was like, huh, mm-hmm. that worked. <laughs> that worked. You were, you were, you didn't lose your temper. You didn't try to fight back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be calm, cool, collective, and, and you won. I, I know uh, there's a social influencer I know that it does the same thing, you know, talk about news a lot and what's going on in the world. And anytime someone says anything, he just blocks them. Yeah, that's, that's the way to go. I, um, I haven't really used the block button a lot except for, like a couple, a couple people, and anytime I get like a fake bot account on there, I'm like, oh, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want this on here. And but yeah, I know a lot of people say the block button is a is a very empowering tool. I think uh, Monica I would, Lewinsky I would agree. said that. Yeah, it's a very powerful tool. Um, I. I, I think I might have to use it more often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is what it's there for. Yeah. Because I, I don't know, like with everything, like the, the social climate that that we live in right now, the, the socio-political climate, I guess you would call it, it's, it's so frightening. Everyone's so quick to, to jump at each other, like to jump yeah. at each other's throats. And it's like, can't like people people can have different opinions, but I think we we can all agree or should all agree that you know human rights are uh, are like something for everyone basic yes. human rights like yes. that that doesn't have to be a bipartisan issue, and I think people just kind of get really caught up on twitter Twitter especially. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're on Facebook, but like 
people there yeah. too. They they just they just jump at each other. If somebody yes. like disagrees, they're like taking personal jabs at their character, and it's like, well, you could just say why you disagree. You could, yeah. Exactly. You really could. Exactly. We we went from having an adult conversation of why we agree or disagree, and said now you're taking personal jabs. Exactly. For no apparent reason. Exactly. So you're probably not equipped to even have the conversation now. <laughs> yeah, like, because because then once like once the conversation is no longer about the conversation, then what's the point? Exactly. Then it's just yep. two angry people yelling at each other. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And and you know you know basic human rights. You know I I have right to roll yes. a tire down the street Absolutely. or for any reason. My tractor may have a, a flat tire. I need to change it. Um, or I want to lose weight or for a good cause or because I just feel like it. Yeah. And to get stopped, let me know where we're at here in America. That's like that's really upsetting that that happens because you're just you're rolling a tire like um yeah like there's there's nothing threatening about that and the tire says cancer sucks on the side right mm-hmm. it does it does yeah so they should be able to see that and be like oh okay this dude's doing doing a good thing but. Yeah, I would like I would like to be seen as, hey, that's a guy doing something positive exactly. in the community. Yeah, but I'm not. Uh, I'm seen as a threat. I'm seen as uh, somebody that shouldn't be doing that, or it's stupid. You know, whatever the case may be. And then, so instead of having an intelligent conversation um, with an officer and explaining to him why I'm doing this and and what my dad's journey was. Um, It doesn't go that smoothly. I wish it would, but it doesn't. And so because it doesn't, um, where I live in Evansville and on a much bigger scale, the country, it just, it it, it screams volumes to, to how far we've come, which is Honestly, nowhere. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, like we, it's people seem to forget, um, specifically white people. Uh, I grew up in a dominantly white town. I'm I'm half Korean. Things were weird, mm-hmm. but um, like people seem to forget that the Jim Crow laws were only lifted uh sixty something years ago, maybe, and there there there's still systemic like systemic oppression that's happening it's very it's it's even louder during this administration but like it's it's been there forever yes and it's yeah it's like it's really upsetting i got into like a on an argument with somebody the other day who was like you know racism isn't isn't even a thing and i was like what like what? What do you mean? That came from a very privileged person. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because you're you're being stopped for doing a like a fantastic thing. And yeah, they should they should be supporting you if anything. They should. Yeah, they should. Officers should not be approaching me as a suspect. Yes, they should be approaching me. As maybe someone in need of help, or just as like a fellow member of the community. Yes, a a, a human being. Exactly, exactly. And, and and it's quite interesting that and and I'm a very honest person, and so I try to explain what it is I'm doing, and it's like it goes over their head in one ear, out the other. But uh. what's interesting. What's quite interesting is that I I always say to them, 
the ones that give me give me grief, I always say, well, I'm just training for CrossFit, and they leave me alone. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. so like, wh- why do I have to lie? Why is CrossFit the, the, the thing that makes them go away? Like, why are they like, oh, CrossFit, that's fine. Like, yeah. I would, why? like, if I were a cop, and you explained to me what it was, I would be like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Like, do you need help? Yeah. That's the way it should that's, be. Yeah. That's the way it should be. It should be, oh, this is really cool. You know, how can I help? How can I support? Do you, do you need a water? Are you okay? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Have a good day, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I've smartened up really fast in my conversation with officers. Now, I will say there has been some really good ones that have, have stopped me, and I thought, oh, crap, here we go. And then when the officer approached me, they want a picture. So that's really cool. Yeah. But in that instance of being stopped, I'm like, oh, crap, here we go. Yeah, it's um, scary. Or, it must be really scary. Yeah, it is in that moment. Yeah. It is. And then get out of the car. So there, there was two, two encounters where an officer had stopped me and got out of the car and wanted a picture. And that's on my Instagram. You can see that. So that was cool. Okay. And then another officer stopped me and gave me some Gatorade. Oh, that's really nice. Well, that's cool. Those yeah. are cool. Those, are, the those are cool guys. Yeah. But, you know, those three, those three other encounters, you know, you had blatantly disrespectful officers that it's like you claim you're here to protect and serve. I don't feel like it. I, I don't feel safe with you. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's... Cops are supposed to be, like, I don't know, helping the community more. Or, like, like you said, protect and serve. And and they're just... They're more about just busting people. Yeah, let me find... You know, I get it. The tire's different. Yeah. It's out there. I totally get it. It is. But approach it... You're curious. You want to know? Absolutely. Not like I'm a suspect up to no good. Why would I still attract the cop? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What am I? Why would I steal this? Yeah. If exactly. anything, wouldn't I? Wouldn't I want to steal like something of like value? Yeah. Power doesn't doesn't cost anything. What am I going? I can't. I can't resell this on eBay. I can't flip this. And if you were stealing uh, it, like you wouldn't be able to like get far from whoever you're stealing it from. It's, yeah. it's a giant tire. It is. You, you would notice this gone and, and leaving. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, a, local, <laughs> um, a local company gave me another tire, and the guy from way down the street noticed that I was rolling a tire. Now, of course, he didn't know that another uh, person in charge left the tire out for me. Um, so... He could see halfway down the street, like, oh, snap, one of our tires is on, is leaving. Um, so I say that to say, like, you'll notice a ginormous tire leaving yes, regardless. Definitely. Yeah. So why would I? Yeah. yeah. No. But, um, okay, we're at the 40 minute mark. So I think the Zoom is going gonna, is gonna to end because I don't have premium. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to just stop on its own. I don't, I don't want to cut you off. So is there... Oh, I'm fine. Is there... I'm fine. Okay. Um, do you want to yeah. promote um, anything, your Twitter website? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for all the, all the um, listeners, you can uh, connect with me on Twitter and Instagram, DeAndre D. Wilson. You can connect with me on Facebook and LinkedIn, DeAndre Wilson. Um, and the default picture is me standing next to the tire so you can't miss me. Awesome. And then on YouTube, I'm sorry, my YouTube channel, uh, keep rolling campaign. Got some videos on there. I need to do some cleaning up, but you can subscribe now. It is, yeah, it is absolutely. there with some content, but I need to, to get better and put more out there. So once the documentary is done, I'm going to get back to focusing on the channel and, uh, the website is on its way soon as being, um put together as we speak fantastic i'm i'm looking forward to all that and thank you so much 
for coming on the show. Yeah, You're our first for guest. Woo! Let's go. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And I look forward to hearing more about the Keep Rolling campaign in the future. Absolutely. Um, everything, the documentaries coming, that'll, that'll come out next year. Um, then we've got the teaser coming out next week. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Let me, let me know when, or hit, just, uh, get, send me a message when the teaser's out. I definitely will. Okay. Awesome. All right. All right, well, man. We got to wrap it up, but thank you so much. No problem. And I will, I'll talk to you, uh, I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. All right. Peace. Peace. We know the world is uncertain, and in uncertain times, you're uncertain about what's outside. With riots, political unrest, quarantines, and lockdowns, the last thing you want to do is go out there. So what do you do? Do you live off of cat food and Cheerios until the supply runs out? You starve and your cat feeds on your rotting corpse? Don't let it get that far with Instacart. A service which delivers your groceries, pet supplies, and more, all to your door. Ask this satisfied customer. Hey, um, yeah, it's me, Alex. Um, personally, I'm just a socially anxious person. I don't know if it's because I'm stoned all the time or extremely insecure. So, even before this pandemic, I didn't go outside. I've been using Instacart for years. Then when the pandemic hit, and the one thing that I would go outside for, the barber, was closed, I was able to order a hair trimmer from Instacart, and it was at my home within an hour. And honestly, I was able to give myself a better haircut than my shit barber. So don't worry about your little cat named Boots stalking you like a lion would to an antelope. You can get all the things you need for both of you, all within an hour, with a small delivery fee. Create your account by following the link in the show notes of this podcast and start staying home today. Okay, we're back. Uh, that was fun. That was a good interview. So, I don't know what, what to do now with this episode. So I think we should just go to Reddit, help somebody with their problems, and then just just end it there, you know? All right. Let's take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. Um, here's one. The couple I babysit for are asking me to record their daughter every time I give her a bath or diaper change. What? I, 16 male, do babysitting work to make some extra money. The couple I'm babysitting for tonight have a three-year-old daughter, and they have a rule that whenever I change her or give her a bath, I have to record it on my phone and send it to them for safety reasons. They left before I could say anything, and I don't feel comfortable making a video of her like that. She hasn't had an accident or bathed yet, and I'm not sure if it's a good idea to make the video. What should I do? Edit, I called them explaining that I wouldn't record their daughter, and that if they had an issue with that, they need to come back immediately. About 1.5 hours later, they come back pissed off at me, saying I wasn't getting paid for the several hours I babysat. I told them not to bother asking me to work again and left. Oh my god. That is just too much to ask of a babysitter. Yeah, we want you to record our kid naked in the bath and when you're changing their diaper. That, that's like not legal for you to have that. Like that's incriminating for you. You don't want that shit on your phone or sending that. You could get in so much trouble. What if they're setting you up? Fuck that. You, you don't want to work for people like that. You don't want to take money from creeps like that. 
You don't need that. Right, Susie? You have anything to say? No, she she didn't say anything. Susie, what do you think about the socio-political climate? Wow. Very insightful. So, that's what's going on with relationship advice. That's that's a whole disaster here. What do you have to say about socio Me. Okay. Alright, that was good. That was... <laughs> okay, now we're back in the studio, a.k.a. the other room. The bedroom. Um, yeah, so if, if you're a babysitter and a couple asks you to record their kid, you should probably just straight up, um... Just immediately, before they leave, say, no, I'm not comfortable doing that. You should find somebody else to babysit. And then just leave it at that, because... What the fuck? Ew. Um, here's something. I... Oh, wait, no. Do we want to do that one? Or an NSFW. Oh, that's sad. Okay. Yeah, the, these are violent, so I'm not going to go with those. I, 24 male, accidentally overheard my girlfriend, 24 female, acknowledge that her ex is more physically attractive than me, and it's killing me inside. Sorry if this doesn't make sense. I'm not in the best space right now. I'll try to be brief. I've been dating my girlfriend, Liz, for almost two years now. We frankly have an amazing relationship. We're compatible in so many ways. She's my best friend, and I can't imagine life without her. She's always buying me little gifts, and she says I'm the best sex partner she's ever had. Sometimes she'll brag to her friends on Zoom about how wonderful she finds me, and sometimes her friends say they're jealous. In short, She's such a sweet girl with a big heart, and we love each other. These past two years have actually been the best ones of my life. All that mushy sh stuff aside, here's the issue. Well, first, I should add that Liz is way out of my league physically. She's like a real-life Instagram model. My buddies say they're jealous of me. Sometimes strangers hitting on her in public is a bit of an issue, and I can only imagine what her DMs look like. As for me, I think I'm a... F 5 out of 10. Oh. Liz says she thinks I'm attractive. And I know beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but it's hard not to feel a little insecure when your significant other is a total catch and you look like a mountain goat. Aw, buddy. Before Liz and I got together, she dated a guy who I'll call Chad. <laughs> it's always a Chad. Fuck Chad. Now... I'm a pretty straight guy when it comes to orientation, but even I can see that Chad was physically appealing. He looked like he came straight out of Baywatch or something. Well, that's a dated reference. Wow. I saw an old picture of he and Liz embracing on the beach in their swimwear, and honestly, they both look stunning. Here's where the insecurity probably comes in. However, other than that, I know very little about Chad. Liz never talked about him, and other than to say that they dated for eight months and he was a colossal asshole. That does bring me some comfort, so the event. Liz was in a Zoom group with her girlfriends, just chatting about stuff. She does that a lot, especially with the quarantine stuff, obviously. I was in our room upstairs. We lived together in a university apartment, and I was browsing Reddit. I feel the need to pee so badly, so I silently slipped out of my room and started to make my way downstairs. This brought me within earshot of Liz on her laptop. <clears throat> I was going to just walk down to the bathroom, but I froze on the stairs when I heard my name said by one of Liz's friends on Zoom. Liz virtually never use, uses headphones. I didn't remember exactly what was said, but I did hear another fr friend say, What about Chad? Does everyone remember him? 
There was a flurry of talking about Chad that I couldn't quite decipher, but I do know that Liz said, oh my god, you guys, in a funny, exasperated tone. I did get a flutter of anxiety when I heard his name, though. Then someone said in a playfully whiny voice, why'd you get rid of Chad, Liz? He was our eye candy. There was some laughing. Then another friend said, yeah, now we have, and then our OP, the one that is writing this. It was in a complaining tone, and honestly, it hurt. A real punch to the chest, even if they tried to play it off as a joke. At this point, I'd expect Liz to defend me, which she kinda did, but by saying, oh my god, you guys, I know OP isn't eye candy like Chad, but he's an amazing guy. Chad was an ass. Hearing that was more than a punch in the chest. I felt my whole body just freeze, and a lump immediately formed in my throat. I really wish I could focus on the positive of her saying that I'm amazing, but all I can think about is her saying Chad was eye candy, and I wasn't. I eventually was able to compose myself and walk down to the bathroom. Liz greeted me and I said hi like nothing happened, but I was shattered inside. It's been a couple of days since I overheard her say the Chad thing. She's been pretty wrapped up in work, so thankfully I haven't had much to put on a performance. But I've had a lot of time to think. I've turned that moment over and over again in my mind. I know that Liz really loves me, but the fact that no matter how much she cares about me, no matter how compatible we are in other areas, Chad is categorically superior to me in one particular area. Liz finds him objectively more aesthetically pleasing than me. There's no way around it. I want to be Liz's best everything. I want to be her best emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. But there's one area I can never be her best, and that just hurts so bad. Not even to mention whichever friend insulted me in the first place. That was so fucking rude. And whenever I unfuck myself, I'm going to figure out who this is. Today was obviously Saturday, which Liz had off from work, and she noticed I was acting different. I told her I hadn't been feeling well. I'm not sure that she bought it because she said I could come to her with anything if I needed to talk. I spent half the day just kind of laying in the guest bedroom, smoking and browsing Reddit. We were supposed to go to the park, but I was too down. I don't know how to move on from this. Is there anyone here who has an ex that is more attractive than their current partner? How do you deal with that? Do you even think about it? What was? What are your thoughts on this? Thanks for the time and advice. I'm really stuck. <clears throat> Alright, let's see. Let's see what people say. Um, Someone says, Dude, my boyfriend dated a stripper before me. Gorgeous girl. I'm not even close to her league. But at the end of the day, she's an ex and I'm the girlfriend. There are a lot of reasons for that. And the fact that he's happy with me or your girlfriend's with you means everything. I'm not jealous, but I am a little self-conscious when I look in the mirror. And don't see a stripper's body and wonder if he wishes I had her body. Sure. But I also have enough trust in him when he says he prefers me for the entire package. And, okay, yeah, exactly. And listen, like, if she's with you, then it obviously didn't work out with Chad. For whatever reason. And whatever, like, ugliness of him, there, whatever ugliness he has inside is enough to, like, make him unappealing and ugly in all of the ways. So, I don't know. Just because Chad looks like fucking Zac Efron doesn't mean shit. Chad sucks as a human. Looks fade. Looks only last for, like, 20 years at most, 30 years. And then at that point, it doesn't really matter. People are too wrapped up in that. And I've been there, but I, I got older. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to grow my mustache. Look like a weirdo. Not care about how I dress anymore. Just, what? Whatever. Like, I'm not, not as insecure about my looks, at least. I'm insecure about a lot of things, but. I'm not as insecure about my looks as I was, like, ten years ago. Which is cool. Like, 
Like, I look in the mirror, I see all the ugly things about myself, but I, I accept, I accept them. I'm like, alright, like, I can, I can find a way to work with this, I think. You know, I can, I can try to make it work, you know? And, that's all you gotta do. She's with you for a reason, and she even said Chad was a colossal asshole. She did, she did kind of stick up for you. Like she was, yeah. She said you're no, you're no supermodel. But like, listen, I'm no supermodel. Like, nobody I know is. It's hard to come by. I'm glad you've got a catch though, and that means she really sees something in you that she didn't see in him. So that's fantastic, dude. You're in a good spot. It's gonna hurt for a while. I'm not, I'm not dogging on you for, for hurting over it. I would be hurt too, but just, just stick with it. Let time heal it. And, you know, just be happy that she, she's with you and has been for a long time. And and she's not with him. She hates him. So, fuck her friends, too. Of course her friends are gonna bring up exes. They all do that. Girls around their friends are, that are also girls are just toxic. Absolutely toxic. So, listen, man. You, you gotta do you. And I hope for the best for you. But my voice... <coughs> My voice is starting to give out, so I'm going to have to cut it here. Thank you guys so much. This has been the Short News. Make sure to check us out at www.shortnewspod.com. All right, I'll see you guys later. Peace. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now, this year. Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On Location, yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location, and it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.